Welcome to Journey to Authenticity. My name is Sarah Hart. Join me in the quest to uncover our true self and make aligned choices with relationships, purpose, spirituality, and body-mind. Together with my guests, we share the stories, practices, and perspectives on how we can all live an authentic life. Remove the mask, reveal the real you, and spread your light. Hey, everybody. Today, I'm going to talk about personal responsibility. So I'm going to talk about what personal responsibility really is and what it isn't. So that's personal responsibility versus victimhood versus self-punishment, because there is a difference between all of those and, and the kind of lines of those things can be crossed and blurred very easily. So where does somebody begin when it comes to changing or transforming any area of their life? Well, actually everything has to start with an element of taking personal responsibility. So we all have our own unique experience and from our experiences, we've taken on a view of those experiences, if you like. So an interpretation, we create a context around it, a perspective. Um, And that perspective is made up of thoughts and feelings based on what happened or what we perceive to have happened. And then from that perspective, we make up stories. This is what we do as human beings. Uh, We make up stories about ourselves, about other people and about the world. And these stories basically become our filter and form the foundation of what essentially we believe is possible. And those stories can either be empowering or they can be disempowering. And personal responsibility is about taking ownership over the stories that we are telling ourselves. Because these stories, they impact our decisions and they impact the results that we're getting in our life. They impact how we respond, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions and the environment that we create and the relationships that we attract into our life. So the opposite of personal responsibility is victimhood. It's a place of blame. It's blaming other people or circumstances for things that are not going well in our life, blaming other people or circumstances for our happiness or lack of, for our financial status or our relationship quality. I mean, it impacts every area of our life. And this victimhood is a disempowering position because what we do is we hand over the power to someone or something else. So if we break down the word responsibility, it splits into responsibility. So it's our ability to respond differently or no, it's our ability to respond full stop. It's not somebody else's ability. It's our ability to be able to respond. And that's empowering because then we have ownership over the results that we get in our life. You know, I've I've told myself many a disempowering story over the years, um, wanting to blame people or circumstances for my situation. Um, and this is, a, is something that every single day of my life I have to keep in check. There are some larger, major ones that I've had to look at uh, and heal. And then there are the more subtle and obscure ways that it shows up in day-to-day life. But I just want to give you a couple of examples just so that there's context around it. So the two biggest ones that have come to mind 
are when I bought my business, for example, I'd invested what was for me a large amount of money at the time. And within the first year of owning it, the figures just plummeted. And there was a time during that time, I was completely clouded by fear, fear of failure, fear of losing my business, fear of being homeless, because for a time I couldn't pay myself and I had all this debt. Um, And what was easier, easier in inverted commas, than taking responsibility and facing the reality that I'd got myself there was to blame other people. And I did that many a times in many a direction. For example, the guy who sold me the business, I told myself a story that he'd manipulated me into paying a higher price. And I, you know, I blamed the financial climate that we were in for a lack of new business or retaining the business I had and telling myself the story that people didn't have money or they couldn't afford it, blah, blah, blah. Like the list went on. Um, and it was only when I'd got myself in such a hole where I was like, crap, like I need to start to do something about this. Um, and, and that was a shift in perception uh, to be able to then, you know, I went and, and sought out coaching and mentors that helped to hold the mirror up to me to start to, to take some ownership over my situation. Um, and there was power in that, although at the time it was really scary. And of course, nobody wants to let go of the idea that it was somebody else's fault. No one wants to have to take ownership and realize, oh, it's actually me. Um, but this is where the power lies. Um, and another another time that came to mind where I was at a point in my life where I was feeling really empty and unfulfilled and unhappy and you know, at that time, it was filtering into every area of my life. I was completely disconnected from a purpose. And I wanted to blame my partner. And uh, it manifested in me then, you know, telling myself the story that my partner's responsible for my unhappiness and this relationship's not right. And if only she was or hadn't done this, or if only more she was more like that or less like this. And all of this outside of myself, outside of myself, outside of myself, blaming, taking on these disempowering uh, stories. Um, And, you know, those are just two examples, but it can be it could be that we blame our parents or preachers or teachers. Um, And it's not to say that our childhood doesn't influence our adult life because it absolutely does. Our experiences build part of who we are, but it it doesn't mean that it has to dictate your future. That's the part that's really important to know. Now, I also want to just make something really clear here because taking self-responsibility does not mean self-blaming either. So this includes disempowering and shaming stories that we hold against ourselves, And this is something that I have definitely been guilty of. Um, and so if you notice yourself turning on yourself, your inner critic running wild and saying, what's wrong with me? If only I had done X, Y, Z, if only I hadn't, I always, I, if only I was more, if only I was less, that sort of self-talk is where the pendulum has swung too far and this becomes self-punishing. It's not productive. So something to keep in mind through this is to be self-compassionate in the talk that we have about ourselves is to think, would we say this to somebody that we cared about? And if the answer is no, these are disempowering stories. 
So how do we create change in our life? How do we begin to take responsibility for the outcomes in our life? I think the first step is actually acceptance of what is in the now. And this can be really challenging. You know, if an area of our life is shitty or we're unhappy with it or feeling unfulfilled and we want to improve in some way, it's really important to own where it is right now, to be truthful about that, own that reality. And if there is an aspect of your current reality that you're finding hard to accept, then catch yourself telling yourself a story. Really just notice that because this is where your heart is closed. This is where you're holding some form of regret or resentment story. And this is the window for the work that needs to be done. Because resentments and regrets, they're formed on basically interpretations. They are distorted perceptions. And these are the times where we've perceived more drawbacks than benefits, more negatives than positives, and there are times where we've closed our heart and sus- and been sort of suspended in this dense, low vibrational energy in the form of negative thoughts or feelings, emotions around those experiences or people. So part of taking responsibility is healing our own wounds because no one can do that for us. And there are many avenues for that. You know, and I've spoken about this lots in in other episodes of mine, body or mind-based work, re-experiencing, recontextualizing, shifting perceptions, releasing the charge and raising our vibration. So meditation or breath work, journaling, affirmation, conscious awareness, um, experiences or people that inspire awe or a deep sense of gratitude within us anything that opens our mind and heart to something new and raises our vibrational level. So whilst doing our own self-healing work on the past, we can also choose to habitually see the world in the present and moving forward from a place of personal responsibility, from a place of love and, and power, keeping our mind and heart open to the world to experiences, to people, maintaining that higher vibrational state and receptive to energy flowing in uh, and out. Because when we close our heart, we block love in and out. We block energy flowing. When we open our heart, we're open and receptive to energy flowing in and out. And everything is energy, okay? Everything is vibrating. This is the law of vibration. Everything has a frequency. And if we close our heart, we remain in a lower, like a denser vibrational energy, which is is not a nice ingredient for change and love and positivity and happiness and fulfillment. But what's required now for the next step is a shift of perception. And it requires a shift of perception from an outside in model. One that means that our external environment has to dictate our internal state. No, we need to shift to an inside-out approach, which means that we work on transforming our internal state, which in turn transforms our external reality. And that requires us to become conscious to what we have previously been unconscious of. And how we make the unconscious conscious, a very powerful way, is to ask ourselves questions. So 
here are just a couple of more empowering or awakening questions that we can ask ourselves in the process. I would say the number one most powerful question we can ask ourselves is, how can I see this differently? Am I willing to change my story? And then affirm to yourself, I am willing to see this differently. Because this opens a new gateway of possibility. This is the possibility of change. Because it is all possible. If it exists in the field of pure potentiality, as in it exists anywhere within the universe, then we have access to it. But we need to clear some of that dense, lower vibrational energy with meditating. That's the most powerful shortcut access way or or breath work. And then choosing to change our thoughts, our beliefs and our feelings. And this effectively opens our receptivity to tuning into a new frequency, exactly the same as a radio. Like constantly pinging around the room are different vibrations, okay? And if we are tuned into a different channel, one of very low vibration, one of unhappiness and unfulfillment and stuckness and block and resentment and regret, then we are not opening the receptive frequency channel to vibrate on a higher level, to vibrate on a level of fulfillment and happiness and possibility and transformation. And again, this is just the law of vibration. These vibrations exist on multiple planes. All we need to do is to tune into them. And then as a result, we start to take different action and we attract to us new opportunities, new situations, new people, new circumstances to match that frequency, which then collapses that frequency from the field down into our reality. Okay, so think of yourself as a radio station tuning in and by meditating and by affirming or journaling or asking powerful awakening questions, we begin to shift that perception, shift the frequency and vibration to tune into something new, to tune into the vibration and frequency of love and possibility. Because a lot of the time we don't have the resources available to us in that moment to create the change that we want. So first of all, it's just to identify that, surrender to that fact, accepting what is and asking how I can see it this differently. How am I willing to see this differently? It opens up the space for new resources to show up and the right thing will show up at the right time in the right form. And that might be in the form of a person or a conversation Uh, a book, an email, a message, uh, an invitation. Um, You read a sign or an advert that maybe you had never seen before or a new thought, a recommendation, a podcast. Just remain open and your reticular activating system will come online and show you what you need. It doesn't always come in the form that you want, but it will show you what you need. Um, And just the key is to try... (laughs) Uh, try, hashtag easier said than done, uh, to not be attached to the outcome. But basically by doing this, we're freeing up energetic resources. We're freeing up the energy that's been used, keeping a disempowering story alive. And the results that you're experiencing in your life are no longer the fault of other people or circumstances, and you've taken the power back. And from that, momentum just starts to build. Accepting what is, trust, surrender, clearing the channel 
through meditation, we're open and receptive to something new. And I just want to just be clear about this with when I say, you know, letting go of some of this lower vibrational energy, letting go of the concept of victimhood. It's not to say that people have never been victimized. That's not the case because events can happen and people can be in the position of a victim place. But this is about how we choose to interpret those situations and whether we continue to be victimized throughout our future by re-experiencing the victimization again and again. Because whatever the event was or situation or person, there will have likely been some element of unconsciousness on the part of something, someone or circumstance and ourself in the past. But this is about becoming conscious to the part that we played. And that might be really hard for some people to hear. It's It was definitely hard for me to hear, um, but it was the beginning and gateway to a huge amount of transformation in my life. The only way that we can create change is to make the unconscious conscious, which sometimes is a hard reality. But when we can identify that, we can let go of the story because the only person being hurt by holding onto the story is you. And by doing so, the rules of the game change. We start to write a new story. We begin the path of manifesting everything that we want to be, do and have. So I empower you to ask some questions. You know, where in your life can you begin to take responsibility where previously you haven't been? Or where are you feeling stuck or frustrated? Where is your heart closed? What's the story that you're telling yourself? And then ask, what can I learn from this? How can I see this differently? How do I want this to be different in the future? Where can I open my heart just that little bit more? And those points those points where you feel the closeness of yourself, where you struggle to open your heart, those are the wounds that need to be healed to free up space and time in your mind and your heart. And part of taking responsibility is about taking responsibility for healing our own wounds. There is no other personal relationship that will do that. No amount of money that you make will heal a wound. Running or numbing or escaping, it won't do that. You'll be able to avoid it for a time, but it will always catch up with you. And remaining in regret or resentment is only easy in the very short term because the consequence of that is that you withhold and block love. We remain in a low vibrational, denser state of unhappiness, unfulfillment, of blame and shame. And every single aspect of our life suffers as a result. Trust me, I know. I have been the master in closing my heart and remaining remaining hard and withholding and begrudging and resentful. I have absolutely been there. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't take effort or work mentally, emotionally or spiritually. It it isn't easy. It's something that I have to work on every single day, like all of us do, to remain open, to remain self-compassionate and accept reality for what it is in the now, to respond in real time, not based on past programs. But just know that we always have the power to change our perspective on life events. We have the power to change our perspective on circumstances and experiences, no matter how big or how small. We have the choice as to whether we go down the path of healing or transformation from the inside out. And then what's possible is freedom. 
What's possible is happiness, love, fulfillment. And instead of being a victim of our history, we can become a master of our destiny, as John Demartini says. We can move from victim to victor. And your life, your happiness, your relationships, all of that depends on it. So I hope that there's been some takeaway. This is an area of my life I've been reflecting on really hard at the moment um, of ways that I can take further personal responsibility for my life and and make the parts of my life that have been unconscious and aspects of my thoughts and beliefs, bringing them into consciousness. So I hope that in some way you can reflect personally and something that has been unconscious has become conscious for you today. Um, So thanks for listening and I'll see you all at the next perfect time. I hope that this episode has helped you gain new insights in your quest to discover more of who you are. If you want to stay connected, then head to journeytoauthenticity.co.uk and subscribe. I'd love to hear some of your takeaways. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.